Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. What this is going to show people is how easily people are manipulated, in particular bureaucracies such as K-12 schools. There's an article here from the National File from um, two days ago that's titled, Busted, CDC Inflated COVID Numbers Accused of Violating Federal Law. Now, what I'm going to do is they reference this particular study, which highlights all of the unethical behavior by the CDC when it comes to number manipulation. And then, of course, they comment on all of the organizations, city councils, towns, school districts, you name it, that, of course, have responded to this number manipulation, not knowing that it's number manipulation, and just taking it blindly as truth. So if you recall the earlier episodes of the podcast where I was describing both the obedience to authority experiment by Stanley Milgram and the Ash conformity experiment by Solomon Ash, what you're going to get is a range if you combine those two statistics from the findings of those studies, anywhere from 32 to 36% all the way up to 66 plus percent of individuals who will go through with the wrong answer, even when told by an authority figure or pressured by their peers to simply engage in particular habits just because others are engaging in them. And then, of course, like I've said, if they're, if they're prodded by an authority figure to complete something, even if it means harming another person to the point of death, 66% of people are likely to do it. So what this particular study highlighted was this. The National File article says this, quote, CDC illeg illegally inflated the COVID fatality numbers by at least 1,600% as the 2020 presidential election played out according to a study published by the Public Health Initiative of the Institute for Pure and Applied Knowledge. The study titled COVID-19 Data Collection, Comorbidity, and Federal Law, a Historical Retrospective, was authored by numerous people. And now it says that the CDC is now legally required, has legally required red-blooded Americans to wear face masks on all public transportation as globalists try to push the concept of double masking on the populace. Since the election, the World Health Organization admits that PCR tests are not totally reliable on the first try, and a second test might be needed. This corresponds with CDC's quiet admission that it blended viral and antibody test results for its case numbers, and that people can test positive on an antibody test if they have antibodies from a family of viruses that cause the common cold. So... The abstract for this research article states, quote, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on August 23, 2020, for 6% of deaths, COVID-19 was the only cause mentioned. For deaths with conditions or causes in addition to COVID-19, on average, there were 2.6 additional conditions or causes per death. For a nation tormented by restrictive public health policies mandated for the healthy, for the healthy individuals and small businesses, this is the most important statistical revelation of this crisis. This revelation significantly impacted the published fatalities count due to COVID-19. More importantly, it exposes more problems with the processes by which the CDC was able to generate inaccurate data during a crisis. 
The CDC has advocated for social isolation, social distancing, and a personal protective equipment use as primary mitigation strategies in response to the COVID-19 crisis while simultaneously refusing to acknowledge the promise of inexpensive pharmaceutical and natural treatments. These mitigation strategies were promoted largely in response to projection model fatality forecasts that have proven to be substantially inaccurate. Further investigation into the legality of the methods used to create these strategies raised additional concerns and questions. Why would the CDC decide against using a system of data collection and reporting they authored and which has been in use nationwide for 17 years without incident? in favor of an untested and unproven system exclusively for COVID-19 without discussion and peer review? Did the CDC's decision to abandon a known and proven effective system also breach several federal laws and ensure data accuracy and integrity? Did the CDC knowingly alter rules for reporting cause of death in the presence of comorbidity exclusively for COVID-19? If so, why? This historical retrospective will provide a timeline summary of events to help the reader orient themselves to many aspects of the crisis previously unknown and will discuss the significance of the March 24, 2020 COVID-19 alert number two that had a dramatic impact upon cause of death reporting numbers. Supportive data comparisons suggest the existing COVID-19 fatality data, which has been so influential upon, upon public policy may be substantially compromised regarding accuracy and integrity and illegal under existing federal law. If the fatality data being presented by the CDC is illegally inflated, then all public health policies based upon them would be immediately null and void. It can't get any clearer than that. The statistics have been manipulated from the beginning. They've changed both the They've eliminated, as we know, the, the flu virus completely. They don't count that anymore. They don't count any respiratory illnesses. They mark them all as COVID. So that's one area of manipulation. I'm sure this study highlights a, uh, a billion, but that's one that's that's observable. The other one that's very easily observable is the guesses of how many people that they think are going to die in a year. And the CDC does that every year. And as it turns out, they've manipulated that number as well for 2020. Because as it turns out, less people died in 2020 than they died in 2019. So given that fact, let me briefly go through this final chart here. This final chart on the last few pages states the following. It says, comparison of total COVID-19 fatalities based upon different reporting guidelines. 161,392 total fatalities using guidelines published by the CDC on March 24, 2020, exclusively for COVID. And then 9,684 total fatalities using CDC guidelines in use for 17 years prior to March 24, 2020 for COVID-19. So they've simply just changed the game. They've moved the entire landscape underneath the numbers, which have shifted all of the numbers. And the conclusion reads as such. 
quote, arguing, arguing over what the most accurate COVID fatality count may be is an exercise in futility without intimate knowledge of the case history and accompanying, accompanying certificates of death. And it is the exact reason we entrust these determinations to the skill of our licensed professionals. With the inclusion of probable fatalities and significant changes made to how certificates of death are recorded exclusively for COVID-19, scientific object objectivity demands that we acknowledge the data presented is inaccurate. Federal agencies have a legal obligation to provide the most accurate data to the public, fellow agencies, and policymakers they are advising, and they have a responsibility to abide by every federal law. This responsibility to collect, analyze, and publish data accurately, transparently, and with unquestionable integrity increases exponentially during a national crisis. It is concerning that the CDC may have willfully failed to collect, analyze, and publish accurate data used by elected officials to develop public health policy for a nation in crisis. Further federal investigation is justified by the magnitude of the crisis and the collateral damage generated by policies based upon projected data that was unproven and never peer-reviewed. If the data being reported was indeed compromised by the CDC's perplexing decision to abandon proven data collection and reporting practices in favor of untested methods, then all public health policies upon all public health policies based upon these inaccurate data must be re-examined. They should be deleted. They should be deleted completely. But then again here, you're talking about massive agencies that have played follow the leader right down a cliff. And if you expect them to all of a sudden say, you know what, we were tricked. Well, we were tricked. And we just did what we were told. And we, we were just tricked. And we didn't know. Every single one of these agencies has a legal obligation to behave as individual agencies and decision makers, just like we as individual people. But these organizations can't say, well, we just followed this organization, or we just followed that organization, or the one that's above us, or the one that's next to us, and it's their fault, and maybe they were manipulated. So it's really not anybody's fault. You see, K-12 school districts work very, very well around blaming others and not accepting responsibility for their own ineptitude. And even if faced with this particular study, if anybody were, and I'm going to leave this study in the description below and the link to the PDF so that you can send it anywhere you want, send it to as many school districts as you want. Once they read this, you, you can't expect them to jump from the matrix into reality, even when shown the truth, because they won't. They've made too many mistakes up to this point. They've hurt far too many people. They've actually, school districts have caused people to kill themselves as a result of their own decision making. So don't expect them to just backtrack. We can't expect them to just admit any fault. Um, they're not going to do that. The first thing they would do if they were to even make this move is they would blame others for their own wrongdoing. But I'm not even sure they'll do that. They'll probably just say, hey, look, we did the best we could. And then, again, they'll backpack their way, uh, backpat their way uh, right into the next day and right into the next assessment and then right into the next bad policy without giving it a moment's thought of their previous mistakes. 
So again, I'm going to leave this study in the PDF link in the description. Please share this one far and wide. This is, this is a huge study. Laws have been broken here. We're talking about crimes against humanity. And at the bottom of that list, the ones that are being stepped on the most are K-12 children. This continues to highlight the fact that the mask wearing has been completely unnecessary. And shame on all of you and anybody listening to this who's been wearing a mask since March of 2020. You've, you've, you've taken the bait. You took it, hook, line, and sinker. The, the, the facts are dripping out now that you've been manipulated. You've been lied to. This entire thing has been a giant hoax. Is there a virus? Yes. Is it less contagious than the flu? Yes. Have the numbers been manipulated to make it sound like it's the worst thing since, oh, I don't know, Ebola virus? Of course it has. It's a culture of fear. That's what they're interested in here. They're not interested in the truth, but the authors, and bless their hearts for this article, and doing this research and push, putting this together, this is exactly what's starting to happen now. The truth is dripping out, but no one's reporting on any of this. You're finding these articles on social media. People are bouncing them around back and forth, just like I am here with this podcast. That's the whole point, is that this information does have to get out. But wow. Every single school policy, all of the social distancing, the, uh, the, the shower curtains in between desks, the bubbles that they're making children wear, again, the, the physical education demands of having them wear one mask or two masks while they run laps in a gymnasium, sitting far apart from one another. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, and all of it was a lie. It was all a lie, and you did all of this as school districts without even thinking about whether or not you were being manipulated. You should be ashamed of yourselves if you work in school districts and you didn't even think or do the research on your own. You just took the advice of your health departments. Are there doctors in those health departments? No, there are not. There are administrators. And all they do is take orders from the powers above them and so on and so on. This entire thing has been a game that's been played on people. And like I said earlier, children are the ones who are being destroyed in this process. And do you know when this research study was published? Because this is the most disappointing part, and this should tell you how there is a massive lack of intellect among individuals in K-12 environments who actually investigate anything. This article was published in October of 2020. That's a long time ago. Have the policies in K-12 schools gotten better or worse since this article? How many K-12 administrators know about this article or have read it? My guess is next to zero. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Don't forget to check out AmericanEducationFM.com where you can make a small donation or even email us and be a guest on the podcast. Until next time, never stop learning, never stop reading, and never stop unlearning. Thanks for listening, and God bless.